How do I get out of my lease? That and more coming up in this episode. Good morning. Good morning. How's that coffee? It's hot. It's good. It's good. It's good. Welcome. So today we're talking about... Let's count his filler words today, Robbie. Well, define filler words. Um, ah, you know. Hang on. Ah could be ah or uh. So that's hard to clarify. So you need to have context to it. So don't count incorrectly. Well, ah is a reaction. Yes. Uh is a filler word. <laughs> that's right. A filler but sound. Ums, ahs, you knows. Those are all fillers. You know, it's not a filler. Ian, let's 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 find out what are filler words for ums and ahs. Ums and ahs for sure. Oh no, there was a there was a movie I was watching once where they were watching a video of their friend on camera and they were drinking every time they said something. I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, hmm. See. Ums, ums, ahs, hmms, likes, you know, and all right. I'm sure there are more, but even with those, there, there's, there's context. I can say all right to you. All right, I agree. That's not a filler word. Why not just say I agree? Okay, well, I, if I had see, this is an what, automated grammarly, and it would be helpful. Like, but in speech, especially in sales, or if you're delivering, hundred percent important. Um, um, uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Messages. Important. I don't Anyways. Know. Anyways, here we are. How do I get out of my lease, Adrian? Uh, this is a topic that we've recently had a lot of engagement. We did a YouTube short on this. It was one of our quick tip videos. And for some reason over the last few weeks, We've had um, a few. <laughs> We're going to be. S- <laughs> that was intentional. For, for those of that you. That does not go towards the count. For those of you that are watching or listening, we went to the Profusion Expo. Is that what it was called? Everything audio, video, camera, lighting, lighting related. And we were talking a bit about the podcast and Robbie, who does a. Nice job of putting it all together. Has noticed there's a lot of filler words in our podcast. And it's something that both of us have paid a lot of attention to in our day-to-day vocab. Yeah. I started It makes to, a lot of sense. It does. I started to slow down my speech. Instead of saying instead of using filler words, I would just fill that with silence. And you used to make fun of me. For speaking too slowly. For speaking too slowly and having those silent pauses. Like that? Correct. <laughs> if done correctly, it can emphasize the importance of your message. Uh, oh, shit. I just did it. All right, let's go on. How do I get out of my lease, Adrian? So you went on to so say... Let me start by saying this is relevant to Ontario. So if you are in... Right, we got a message last week from somebody in Arkansas. 
Right. So if you're anywhere but Ontario, take this with a grain of salt and you have to check with your local governing body, whoever Although, that Although, if you're outside of Ontario, this is still some good advice. Yes. Just I mean, find out if it's applicable for your specific region. Well, and some of this is, I don't know what the right term would be, but just good human behavior, right? Like, some of it would be you should or shouldn't Some of do, it's common sense. Some of it's common sense. Well, not we've learned very quickly much of it's not as common as we would think. But I would say a lot of this is just common courtesy and having a mutual respect for both parties, the landlord and the tenant, both of their scenarios. The landlord has financial obligations in most cases to whether it's the property taxes and mortgage, among other things. And then the tenant has responsibilities and a life and you should try to work together. So the most important thing, and one of the reasons we've been very successful at uh, finding tenants for properties is that we act as humans and we treat them nicely. And for our property management company, KT Property Management, soon to be renting. My rentee. My, is that the jingle? You ever seen that episode always, of Seinfeld? No. I hate it. Everybody has Seinfeld references, and I don't remember any of them. Costanza. I don't. Now I'm going to have to go look it up. I'll play it here in the office for you. George. Yes. One of his, I guess he called it a leave behind or something, where he would go on a date and strategically leave something behind in as an excuse to go In the lady's back. apartment, okay. so he would get a second visit. That's so funny. And in that episode, he was using his name, Costanza, as a jingle to remember and plant the name in their heads. So <laughs> he did this on one of his dates, left the keys behind in the lady's sofa or whatever, and she, he said, oh, did I... Did I leave my keys in your apartment? She says, oh, no, I, I don't think so. And he says, well, check behind the pillow and the couch. And you sure knew, enough, obviously, yes. And sure enough, he went back to grab the keys. And he, as he was leaving the apartment, he whispered in Costanza. That's funny. And it became a thing in, in Seinfeld, but... When I was thinking about rentee, we haven't announced this, so this is like no. a pre, 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 <laughs> preview. Yes. We are rebranding KT Property Management to rentee. Website will be myrentee.com or myrentee.ca. And I was thinking, what can we do that's catchy? I'm, I'm down with a jingle. My rentee. Or just a soundbite. That would be a soundbite. Sound yeah. yeah. I like it. I totally don't know where I was at. Oh, I was I was saying, uh, as far as it goes with creating those relationships, is with Renty, currently known as KTPM, we provide a move-in gift to tenants. And the main reason we do that is just to establish a good relationship with them off the start. And that's what a lot of this boils down to. But at the end of the day... If you want to get out of your lease, this is the podcast you want to listen to because we're going to tell you how if you're in Ontario. 
So that was probably either the longest or the worst intro of a podcast we've done. Yes. There so let's go. I'm trying to think of what some of the, I'm trying to remember the comments we've had recently. There was one person who chimed in on that video and left a comment saying he felt threatened. So there's a lot of reasons people want to leave. This particular guy felt threatened by a neighbor. Uh, and he was, I believe he was actually worried for his own safety and his life. And he wanted to know how he could get out of his lease. So that's very different, I would say, from somebody who just wants to just move. wants to leave. I mean, some people have a horrible landlord who won't remedy problems at the property. Some people have a lifestyle change. There's so many reasons. You know, for that one, it was, I would just say leave, right? Like, don't worry about the ramifications. Deal with it afterwards. I, I think I commented back. I responded and said, just leave, call the police and leave and tell your landlord the situation you're in. Because in that scenario, I would think a landlord should be somewhat um, understanding and be okay with the person leaving. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, Legally, the tenant, if it were, if it was in Ontario, the tenant's still responsible for the landlord's cost to find a new tenant. Uh, and if they don't find a new tenant, you're still responsible for your payment until they do. Correct. So, what would the costs be that the person, could, the tenant, would be responsible for? Well, first of all, if the landlord hires a new real estate agent to do a proper listing. It's whatever the cost of that is, which is commonly one month's rent plus tax. You also have carrying costs, utilities, whatever you're typically responsible for. So I think this question comes up more often, though, where people need to move for work, for family reasons, maybe affordability issues, certainly now with the rents the way they are. So let's put a hypothetical scenario in place here. It's December 1st. The tenant takes possession of the property. Yeah. Now it's May 1st. Okay. So they're halfway through a one-year lease agreement. Right. Their company that they work for... Right, was a filler word. ...wants to relocate this person 100 kilometers away from their residence. So now this person needs to move to be closer to work. How do I get out of my lease? So the in that scenario... Well, the fact of the matter would be that it goes back to what I just said. So you are responsible for compensating the landlord if they incur costs getting a new tenant. That really is the simplest way. It is. But you are also... Does the landlord have to oblige? I'm putting him on the spot. I would say... I would say no. But the tenant is allowed to sublet or assign the lease. Correct. And the landlord cannot unreasonably withhold or refuse that right. So what does that mean? 
as a tenant, instead, if the landlord's being difficult and they're not going out to find a new tenant, you as a tenant can find a new tenant to replace you. So you can assign the lease, which means they assume all responsibility for that lease and they basically take your place and now they report to the landlord. Subletting it is where they take over the lease for a set period of time, but they report to you as a tenant. And you are still responsible. And you are still responsible to the landlord. Probably not the route you want to go. Assigning the lease is very easy. It's no different than a real estate agent going out and doing a listing, trying to find a tenant. It's now just you are doing it and presenting that tenant to the landlord for approval. And the landlord is supposed to be open-minded and not with you know, withhold that right. There is nothing that governs that part of the process, though. Like, there's no set criteria for the landlord to be justified. It's very vague. It's all a matter of opinion. Correct. You may think the new tenant that you have found is a suitable, qualified tenant. The landlord may not. Or the landlord may just be a dick and... Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. And they're not cooperating because they don't like you and they just don't want to cooperate. What are you going to do? Take them. Sure. You can take them to the landlord and tenant board. And in six months, you get an appointment. So if you're a tenant and you're looking to get out of your lease, the first thing to do is to talk, in my opinion, this is all really opinion based. In my opinion, the best course of action would be to sit down or have a conversation with your landlord and explain to them the situation. Be apologetic, remorseful, honest, transparent. And see if there is a solution that can be resolved there in this process. From a landlord's perspective... By the way, next week we're going to be talking to our landlords because flipping the, we're flipping the coin, flipping the coin, flipping the table upside down. Because next week's topic is how do I get rid of a tenant? But this week, getting out of a lease, first step, talk to the landlord, have that heart to heart, assuming it's a legitimate excuse. Like if you're looking just to break your lease because you found the same apartment two blocks away for $200 a month less. Whatever the reason is, I think the approach should be the same and it should start with the same as that's true. Any scenario where there's a conflict uh, and you're trying to resolve it is talk to the person that it involves. And in most cases you'll resolve it in the case of the landlord tenant and with the tenant wanting to leave a basic like the landlord has nothing to lose because you are on the hook for their expenses. If you were a landlord, and you've been a landlord, and you manage a lot of rental properties. So if your tenant after six months of a 12-month agreement comes to you and says, I need to move, this is why, I'm really sorry, I like the place, but... And offers you, as a landlord, one month rent plus HST to either cover one month rent or... And You're saying the tenant offers the landlord. Correct. So it's May 1st. I'm halfway through my lease. I wouldn't agree to it. You wouldn't as a landlord. Correct. Why? Because you are 
automatically accepting that as compensation for it. Now, what if the tenant, well, one thing you didn't explain there was when is the tenant leaving? So let's say hypothetically. So it's May 1st. I'll leave May 31st. Okay. And I'll pay you for June. What if the landlord doesn't get a tenant until September? Not my problem anymore. I gave you one month. That's why you don't accept it. So what you need to do is. So what would you accept? I would say you are on the hook until for the rent until a new tenant moves in or until the end of your tenancy, whichever Which is December. happens, whichever happens first or no, uh, sorry, November 30th. Cause Correct. we signed December 1st. Correct. So you're on the hook for all of those payments until either the new tenant moves in or the tenancy expires or ends. And you're also on the hook for my cost to get a new tenant in unless you get to the end of the lease and then they'd be responsible for it anyways. So it depends on how long it takes to find somebody. In most cases, it doesn't take long. So this isn't an issue. Go back for a second. What do you mean they'd be responsible for it anyway if the lease comes to an end? The, the landlord would. Oh, yes. Right? Like the tenant's Sorry. allowed to leave in November, on November 30th. Right. right. They have no obligation beyond that. They don't have to pay for anything. So uh, if you're close to that time, just write it out. If you're not close to that time and you're only a few months into the lease and you've got, you know, several months remaining, then you're basically, you're on the hook until a new tenant moves in. Going back to this scenario, if I'm the tenant and I commenced my lease December 1st, it's now May 1st, I'm leaving May 31st, halfway through, I offered you one month rent, I offered you June, even though I won't be there, I offered you June as compensation for me leaving you didn't accept so i'm still on the hook for june july august september october november november's prepaid november's prepaid but i've still paid it and i move out you tell me i'm still responsible but that you will do your best to get a tenant in there to replace that tenant Now you as the landlord are dragging your ass. It takes you a couple of weeks to get it on the market. You get several offers. You don't accept any of them because in the back of your head, there's somebody still paying the rent. So you will be selective if and when you accept any of these offers. That's what happens. I would say, so yeah, that's the reality of it. You're responsible for it. But I would say if you could prove that the landlord was dragging their feet and not uh, taking appropriate initiative and effort to fill uh, the tenancy, you could even take them to small claims court or... So, and that goes to my advice for landlords and tenants today. Tip for landlords and tenants... If you're trying to break the lease during the agreed lease period, you better make a decision on what's most important to you because you could end up in court. You could end up wasting a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of effort to resolve this. So it is best to resolve it amicably and find a solution that works for both parties before shit goes crazy. In most cases, these things are resolved very easily. 
with very basic conversations. As a tenant, I wouldn't move out until they've found somebody. So, you know, as excited well, that as goes, you... That, that goes to a, now a tenant and the tenant's realtor, if they have one, which by the way, if you're a tenant, get yourself a realtor because it doesn't cost you anything. And that's a whole nother podcast. Good topic for the future. Make sure you are confident that it's the right place, the right location, the right rent amount that in the next 12 months or whatever the period of your lease is, that you're committed to it. It's no different than leasing a car. Have you ever tried to get out of the lease of a car? It's it's a legal contract. You're responsible for it until you're not responsible for it. Right. What are you, We'll go back to our days in the car business, Adrian. What are your options when you... Oh, shame on you. Are you a rookie? No, I don't know why my... Because my computer's on, I guess. Got the phone, got the watch. It shouldn't go when it's closed. The laptop. Come on, Apple. If you lease a car, four-year lease, you're halfway through. The car for sure is worth less than what the payout of the lease is. Because one of your options would be... Buy it out. Buy it out. You can sell it to somebody potentially, but then take a loss. So there's twenty thousand owing on the lease. The car is worth ten grand. Somebody buys it from you for twelve. You still got to stroke a check for eight thousand bucks to the leasing Even company. Even if you get stuck with a lemon, you're still stuck. You're with still it. stuck with it. There's companies like you can take them to arbitration and go. Busters. That's like you can you can fight it legally. You you have sure there are. Uh, processes in place where you can argue that you shouldn't be responsible for it, but that's the same as a tenant. Yeah. Actually comparing the lease of a vehicle to the (laughs) lease of a home is very similar because when you have a vehicle, you still are responsible for oil changes, tire and brake maintenance, I thought about Damage. making that. Like, you know how you leasebusters.com? I don't know if that's still a thing. I remember. It is. Yeah. For I sure was thinking is. for residential tenants, that should be something too. Maybe you give an incentive because their rates are probably less than the going rate. Yeah. So there's an incentive there. It's a good idea. That's all we need. Another new company. Another new company. But the the, the variable there. Call it lease musters. Well, it's similar, I suppose, where you can't just take over a lease. You have to get approved by the lender. Right. Which yeah, would be similar you, to. If you have a credit score of 320, right. don't plan on taking over the lease of that BMW. Precisely. Which would be similar to a residential tenant. Right. If you have an income of $10,000 a year gross and you're trying to rent a $3,000 a month detached home, Right. don't the, plan on getting The approved. difference being, though, that you're dealing with a private homeowner, not a corporate entity that doesn't make emotional decisions. They make you know, tactical, strategic decisions based Unless on... Unless you're a landlord that is represented by well, there you my go. rentee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sticking in my head. I don't know if it's for good reason or bad reason, or I guess if it sticks in your head, it's good. That is an interesting idea. You like it, eh? It's part of my 
mental campaign for social for no no not that i hate that i mean the uh the lease busters oh (laughs) (laughs) i hate it because it's stuck in my head now well that is a good idea something to look into because there is no avenue other than like facebook marketplace well think of most people are in a 12-month lease over the course of of six months over the last several years, how much has rent gone up in six months on an average, say, a $2,500 monthly rental? 10%. Yeah. So that's good savings. But there's only six months remaining versus a lease on a car where you've maybe got two or three but years But then the landlord's debate would be if this person is vacating and they're paying $2,500 a month and in I Ontario, can get right. on a new town, why home. would I accept... To continue at twenty five hundred a month. That's right. And the other f- argument a tenant may have is, well, why should I pay anything? You're getting a new tenant at a higher rate. We hear that all the time. Right. I mean, the logic behind it is it doesn't matter. You're legally, re- you signed a contract. You're responsible. You know, pay for whatever costs you're legally responsible for paying. And even if the, the the landlord gets it at a higher rate, they still have to pay a month's rent or whatever their expenses are to get that, which will take a year to or more to recuperate. Now, the asterisk behind all of this is if your landlord is negligent on something, fridge hasn't worked in three days, heating... Well, that's setting high expectations. Fridge hasn't worked in three days? Well, three days. Give us at least a week. Yeah. Depends on what the issue is, I suppose. Yeah. We should have some fridges on standby we- <laughs> in storage. <laughs> we live in Canada. Just put it outside. Four, four months half, of the year, yeah. it's frozen. Heating is, it's December and the heat hasn't worked in three days. And this is a recurring issue. And I have a newborn. Space heaters on standby. We need right. to start adding to our inventory. Yeah, I suppose. I did that recently with a dehumidifier. So I took my personal dehumidifier and dropped it off at a house where uh, the upper... Actually, we haven't even informed the ten landlords yet because we've handled it all very efficiently. But the upper unit of a single-family residential property where you have basement apartment, they tried to install some plumbing fixture on their own, which is not allowed. Um, and it leaked through the ceiling in the basement. So what happened? Well, I had the tenant in the basement sent me a video of the water leaking, which we can post uh, on this podcast. So if you're listening to it, check out the YouTube video. And I called the upper unit immediately, which I don't know why she didn't mess. He didn't message her anyways. Uh, and then, so she, she said, that's another story. She was denying it, denying it. And anyways, uh, I called a plumber immediately. They came within half an hour. But in the meantime, I, I did a FaceTime call with the tenant downstairs and showed him how to shut it off. Uh, so he shut off the main water supply. So that we dealt with quickly. So damage was minimal. And I don't know where I was going with that. Dehumidifier. Oh, I, so I dropped off my dehumidifier. Between getting the person in to repair the ceiling, I dropped off my dehumidifier. and he had, So they had that running for several days to dry it up. 
Um, because if you didn't do that... Was there any subsequent damage? No. Well, the ceiling needed repair, which was taken care of. And the upper unit tenant covered everything. She was great. But uh, in the beginning, she was a bit apprehensive that it was her fault. But even the repair person said it was. And she was good. She handled it very... So tip for tenant. Well, if you're getting plumbing or electrical, plumbing, electrical. anything associated with a trade that requires a license, hire somebody. And if you don't, it's going to cost you if there's an issue. Can you, yeah. can you imagine how many people rent residential properties and maybe install their own Wi-Fi switches or Wi-Fi plugs or change a light fixture. Burn the house down? God forbid. And like in that situation with that single family yeah. upstairs and then a legal basement apartment, if that lady upstairs... Just to confirm you said a-legal, not illegal. It is a-legal. A-legal. We will not represent landlords with illegal basement apartments. Correct. If it's not permitted, it's not for KT. Correct. <laughs> or my, my rentee. rentee. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You like it. I know. <laughs> I know. I come up with great ideas once in a while. But if you install a Wi-Fi switch and it's installed improperly and it sparks and it catches on fire and it burns the house down and God forbid there are people in the basement and something happens. Oh boy. Well, there was, I think it was last year. Or anything can happen, like your example. You're supposed to hire a plumber. You didn't cause the leak, cause damage. You're on the hook. And that stuff turns bad quick. Tenant insurance will not cover that because most tenants insurance will only cover your contents. So understand what your insurance covers and doesn't. Yes. Last year, there were several occurrences in kind of like, I'd say the Golden Horseshoe, like quite southern Ontario, where there were fires in basement apartments. And there wasn't a whole lot of... Legal? Well, that's what I don't know. They don't, they didn't, the new, the media didn't get into that, which I'm surprised that they didn't. There was at least one in Hamilton, one in Brampton. In both scenarios, people died. And one, it was like I a whole family. I remember the one in Brampton. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. So I wonder in those scenarios, well, what caused it? Was it a legal basement apartment? And the reason that's important is because. Illegal? Was it, was it. Was it a illegal or a legal, legal apartment? legally permitted apartment because part of the permit process is adequate fire separation and, you know, insulation, fire rated doors, stuff like that. So would that have prevented it or given someone enough time to get out? And the big thing with basements is egress. Can you get out? out? Do they have the proper windows and doors, et cetera? It's like when I went to that one house that was Listed for sale, and he's like, basement apartment only needs windows and doors. And I'm right. like, come on. And kitchen, didn't have a kitchen. Uh, what did I, I asked him, oh, he said, what's the difference between a counter with a refrigerator and a kitchen? And I said, a stove, for starters. <laughs> Ventilation. <laughs> Ventilation. 
Jeez, this is what we deal with. How do I get out of my lease? If it's a, if it's an illegal basement apartment, just leave and threaten yeah. to call the municipality. Yeah. If it's an illegal lease, yeah, you're. Is a lease legal in an illegal property? Coming soon to KT Confidential. <laughs> we need a lawyer on here. That's specifically. The problem with lawyers is they'll have a 20-minute disclaimer in the beginning. And charge you for the 20 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Next week, we're talking about how do I get rid of a tenant. So if you're a landlord and we're listening to this, you'll definitely want to listen next week. That's it. I think. Yeah, that was good. Yeah? <laughs> I was just thinking if there were any filler words I wanted to throw in. But I think I'm good. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Are you a tenant thinking about getting out of your lease? We'd love to hear your questions and comments. Leave them for us and we'll get back to you. And if you're a landlord and you need to break your lease, you'll want to watch next episode.